listening i'm glad you are i am back had to do some life stuff i went on a little tour out west salt lake city utah denver colorado durango colorado albuquerque it was fun did comedy told jokes to people who wanted to hear them so exciting Then I got back, and I'm full-time at my job now, so I've been figuring that out. Hey, working a 9-to-5, Monday through Friday, yuck, people been doing this. Wow. I haven't done that in a long time, and uh, takes a toll. Takes a toll. Uh, But I'm here, and I have a new interview for you. I interviewed a psychiatrist resident, resident psychiatrist. She's in her like last, she has one more year before she's officially certified as a psychiatrist. So she's doing a residency at a New York hospital. We met at a comedy show. She loves comedy. She came like several times. And then we talked after... Uh, and it came up and, um, I was like, would you ever want to talk about mental health? She was like, yeah. So she's our guest today. Um, summer. Is it summer in New York or is it Jumanji? Every day it's raining so crazy or it's humid and gross. I mean, I don't remember it being like this before. Am I wrong? Was it always like this? I don't know. I've been here since 07. This is the worst summer in the world. I mean, probably not. But to me, it is. All right, let's get out of this negativity. What's going well? Uh, next week, I will be doing A Week at the Creek, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m., er day at the Creek and the Cave, off of the 7-stop Vernon Jackson Boulevard, or near the, uh, I think it's Court Square stop on the 7, yep, Eli... 23 Eli. Yeah, it's close. Um, look up Creek in the Cave. You'll figure it out. Also, I don't know how many New Yorkers actually listen to this. I'm pretty sure most of the people who listen to this do not live here. Who knows? Maybe you're there and you're listening and I just don't know it. And I love you for that. Thank you. Uh, I am trying to focus on the why nowadays. There's the why the what and the how. The how and the what. I'm not sure which one comes. I think it was why, how, and then what. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the golden circle. There's a TED talk about it. It's the most successful way for a business to run or to even just look at life. You have the reason why you do what you do. You have how 
your reasons how like or how you do what you do and then what it is that you do when you focus on the why you're much more successful than the what so that's my tip to you do that it's been helping me (laughs) all right we're gonna go and talk with alex baluna so you're basically shadowing right now right or no uh right now i'm actually practicing i take patients uh and then i get supervised uh, afterwards or if i have a question or something like that so what that's what training really is is that opportunity to really uh, learn how to do therapy but also um, get backup so ask um, someone like that's had a lot of experience doing it we usually get supervision from psychoanalysts which is really nice okay Um, and we also get supervised from other forms of therapy like cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. which is like kind of restructuring the mind and also behaviors yeah um, also, there's um, so many therapies. There's as many therapies as you could name people. Yeah. <laughs> as many therapies as there are therapists, really. Okay. But, the, but I think the, the main ones are more psychodynamic versus cognitive behavioral therapy. And then there's also kind of off branches like mindfulness uh, mm-hmm. techniques and also what's known as acceptance and commitment therapy. But there's so many different kinds, right? Wow, yeah. And I can go through them all, but... Okay. I assume that working in a hospital is completely different than having a practice, having, like, your own practice that's, like, you know, people are generally referred to you or reaching out, whereas in a hospital, um, you're sort of evaluating people whether they signed up for it or not, in a way, right? Hmm. I think it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. 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 If someone's in crisis, it's not so much their choice to be evaluated. Yeah. Uh, But it's in their best interest. In their best interest, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, In an outpatient setting, people come on their own accord. It's completely voluntary. Okay. um, And we work through the hospital uh, as an outpatient. Uh, And I've done it for one year. Okay. And it's been a wonderful experience. I really enjoy it. I love that connection with people. And I think mm-hmm. it's been challenging, but also very meaningful uh, mm-hmm. to be a, that kind of part of someone's life. Yeah, big. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this must be either the most scary part or the most exciting part of like finishing your training. Because mm-hmm. I would think, uh, for me... I hate school, so this would be the point where I'm like, finally, I get to be with people again. Um, but I know some people that's like kind of nerve wracking. How did you feel like having going into a residency? Um, so the wonderful part about residency is you kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You're still learning, but you're also interacting with patients, and mm-hmm. you're actually kind of developing uh, what you like, what you don't like, kind of a style, and you have someone there to guide you to Mm -hmm. to go to and you feel very supported which is really nice because it can be really overwhelming dealing with um you know people in crisis and also sitting with people's 
trauma and sadness and all of the things that are incredibly personal. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sit in a room with them, you, you're constantly thinking, what should I say next? Is that going to impact them in a negative way? Mm. Um, you're constantly thinking, what am I bringing into the room? Yeah. Uh, how can I help them? And uh, what's appropriate intervention for them? Yeah. Um, but a lot of times you also have to ask, like, what do you want mm. out of this? And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking a lot. No, like, no, no, no. You're okay. supposed to. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, that's very important. Um, and so let's learn a little bit about you before we go further. Um, <laughs> uh, you... Uh, born in Romania? In Romania, yeah. And you moved to Texas. To Texas, yeah. And that's a huge difference. difference. (laughs) How did that happen? Were you super young when that happened? Yeah, I was was four. Um, My parents moved uh, for job opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, at four you don't really remember too much. Yeah. Uh, But I remember thinking it would be like Dallas, the TV show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I Hilarious. when I moved, so yeah. so it was not, <laughs> but but it, there is like a certain um, I can't really remember it too much, but I I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that's uh, good. The change. I think it was a good. I'm very grateful for coming. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Um, and from Texas, where did you go? Uh, then I moved to Indiana, and okay. I went to undergrad there. Ah, okay. Yeah. So did you uh, grow up mainly in Dallas then? In Dallas, in San Antonio, so Texas ah, area. Okay, so you yeah. guys moved a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. I know some people from San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe it's just, we know the same people. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, and you went to undergrad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how did you end up in New York? Uh, so I went to undergrad, then I went to medical school in Louisiana, and, um, I just wanted a change. I think I had lived everywhere else, and I wanted to live in a place where, you know, so fascinating, the entire world just, like, lives here. Yeah. Um, there's so much to do, and I think it's great, like, in terms of being mentally stimulated, and, um, no, I absolutely love it. I know I'm only been here for residency so far but it's been great it's been really wonderful wow that's awesome um so as a you were growing up what did you have a fascination with um human behavior human thoughts how the brain worked how how did you become interested in therapy Mm -hmm. um so I've always been a very think old soul generally Mm -hmm. and I've always really cared a lot about people and always wondered like why do people suffer like Mm. uh, why are people mean right yeah um why (laughs) yeah um and I'm I'm a sensitive soul too so I think uh, part of that was like wanting to understand like why why are people the way they are yeah um and of course of course I, I always wanted to be a doctor, and mm-hmm. I can't remember, like, since when, because I care a lot about people, and yeah. um, in terms of specifically psychiatry, I think I just wanted a deeper understanding, and it offered that opportunity uh, to really not just on the surface say, like, okay, I'll fix your heart, I'll fix your 
uh, whatever, here's mm-hmm. a cast. Or, um, but I, I also want to be a part of your life to where I can help you in another way and mm-hmm. to understand yourself and how to use that to have a more meaningful life. So I think that's, yeah. that was a huge part of why I loved the idea of doing therapy and psychiatry and... Uh, interestingly, when I looked it up, uh, psychiatry translates to healing of the mind or soul. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Which is very poetic, but I think yeah. it, it kind of does. Totally. And, um, it, it does resonate with me, and I think even though I've had limited experience, I think um, it definitely feels that way to me. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as you were studying, uh, what were the things that most interested you, like the classes or the subjects? Hmm. Like, what do you study? What do you th- I mean, I know you, stu- you have to study anatomy and all of that mm-hmm. because of the medical school. medical part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, medical school generally is a blur because you... <laughs> yeah. You're studying so much. You're yeah. studying so much that you you study, you retain, you take a test, and then it almost leaves. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. do it over and over and over. And yeah. uh, it's very draining, actually. Um, yeah, but I it, can imagine. Looking back, I think it was worthwhile. But would I do it again? I wonder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what you're getting into. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe yeah. not. Um, but it was very much worth it, like, from where I started to where I am now. Um, but yeah, in medical school, you learn anatomy, you learn, um, pathology, so how the body, you know, doesn't function well, right? Yeah. And then also the different systems, like the nervous system, the cardiovascular system, endocrine system. Um, so you learn about everything. Yeah. And it's a lot. Um, in... In residency, you more so focus specifically on psychiatric illnesses, so depression, mm-hmm. uh, bipolar disorder. Um, the thing is, I think it's important to to clarify, it's not just mental illness. It's about yeah. helping people find themselves in many ways. Yeah. Um, and there's many different ways to do that, right? Uh, I think, you know, we definitely pathologize a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it's important to realize, like, not everything's a pathology. We all mm-hmm. have traits and quirks and yeah. things like that. It's only when it's um, really impacting your life that it's considered a, path- a, a considered a illness or disorder or something that yeah. is grave enough, right? So yeah, of course. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I think there there's like. I think people have been doing this for a long time where um, they don't think it's okay to ever feel sad. And if they're feeling sad, they're like, what's wrong with me? I'm supposed to be happy. Uh, and I, I've i read it that's like been an uptick because of social media. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I've definitely had, you know, the same sort of thoughts like, oh, no, I'm sad. That's not – so I must be – crazy I must be you know like these like thoughts that you have you're like oh no everyone else is so happy all the time what's my problem um yeah I mean have do you guys 
have you talked about that? How do you go about, um, I guess, fighting through that stigma mm-hmm. uh, or unlearning those um, assumptions? I don't know. That one should be happy all the time, and that's what <laughs> life is all about. And if you're not happy, then yeah, absolutely, that's that's horrible. What's wrong with yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's incredibly invalidating to mm-hmm. to say like, um, well, what you're feeling is wrong. How can you say a feeling is wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole point of treatment is to basically take what's uh, been invalidated your entire life, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, especially your feelings or um, like the way you think and, and say, it's okay to be you. It's okay mm. to sit in this pain you're supposed to in some ways and that's the way you process it that's the way you grow Mm -hmm. that's the way you know yourself it's growing pains for your mind right yeah um if you're happy all the time which is not possible yeah maybe but (laughs) how boring would that be yeah Uh, Hmm. and what would be the point Mm -hmm. and would you start to just kind of titter away like what does that even mean to be happy all the time Mm. um but a lot of the work is sitting with the emotions tolerating it and being okay with it Mm um a lot of times I ask like what are you feeling right now I'm sad where are you feeling it Uh, I feel it in my chest I feel it you know in my head I have a headache so I think a lot of it is really validating that it's okay to feel these things and um you're you're meant to have these emotions. You're meant to have them because you live in a social world that Mm -hmm. you need to feel fear sometimes. You need to feel anger because that's how you know uh, your environment's changing. So these Mm. are things that are good to have uh, in a balanced way, right? Yeah. Um, To to feel um, invalidated by the fact that you feel these feelings is is hard. And I think that's the whole point of the work really yeah yeah Yeah. um it's sitting in those feelings yeah allowing them and and working through them um there are so many different types of um treatment and and techniques that people use Mm -hmm. um and I know you're still in residency you're Mm -hmm. still sort of figuring all of that out Mm -hmm. um but what is a, uh, I guess, a technique or a theory or, I don't know if theory is the right word. I don't think theory is the right word. But that you find most effective or you like to work with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different orientations. Okay. Uh, I think it goes on a spectrum from psychoanalyst, which is like the classic. You think of Freud, you think of sitting on mm. a couch, you think mm. of the unconscious. Um, and basically um, the therapist or psychoanalyst acts as a blank slate and you kind of free associate and you uh, kind of go deeper and deeper and um, your psychoanalyst is sitting there interpreting like what um, you're saying and how it relates to your past Mm. and um, and that's one side of the coin right Uh, it's a little bit more difficult because it takes so many days a week I think you could Mm. do it like from two to five days a week Um, and psychoanalysts are trained for years like even after residency it's 
another training. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of dedication to it. And um, what you can do also from there, which I, I like psychodynamic psychotherapy. So uh, dynamic means like basically um, from physics, it's like two minds moving, uh, or not two minds. Don't quote me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it's kind of like the struggle between um, your awareness and what you're not aware of, so your subconscious, but also how does that play out in the room? Mm. You sit with your interaction with the therapist, and uh, basically the therapist is there to say, you're reacting in this way. I wonder if this relates to other things. I wonder if this, what's happening here, is happening in your life Ah, as well. So kind of a parallel to... um, to what's going on in the room, you also focus on their other interpersonal relationships. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I'm. I don't know if I'm doing the best job of describing it, but I yeah. think uh, that and summarizes that's more psychodynamically, psychodynamically based. Okay. Uh, where you can sit in front of the therapist more so. Yeah. Um, I'm writing it down. Psychodynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've never heard of that. All I've heard, of, I've heard of you know the psychoanalytic, um, CBT, mm-hmm. CBT, DBT, DBT, yes, and one other one. I'm forgetting it, of course, but as just mm-hmm. ways of coping and mm-hmm. and figuring out how to get past mm-hmm. your blocks your yeah mental yeah. blocks yeah and also wonderful techniques so usually <laughs> i know you told no, you're me fine. not to <laughs> you're fine um but cbt is cognitive behavioral therapy so it's usually very structured time limited uh you focus on negative thoughts or um behaviors mm-hmm. and by targeting those you try to attempt to change the feeling that goes with it yeah uh, the feeling that may be exaggerated or impacting your life right mm-hmm. uh, so it's a way really of kind of helping people uh, in a shorter time frame uh, target certain goals and it can be through exposure exercises so if you have a fear of something yeah. mm-hmm. or if you have panic um, you can utilize uh, cognitive behavioral therapy uh, to kind of change uh, the way you're thinking and your behaviors in order to have a better outcome. Yeah. Um, So yeah, blocks, I think, make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT, is is more so uh, focusing on, um, let me think, (laughs) Uh, focusing on mood regulation and kind yeah. of um, having the skills to deal with emotional um, dysregulation or, or like a uh, panic attack yeah I, I guess technically you could use it for a panic attack yeah. I'm still training in it right now okay. so I think I'm not the expert on it by any yeah. means um, but, but generally is that the one where you like tap Oh, no. What's the one where you, like, say the thing and you're tapping oh, your different... Yeah, so it's, like, EMDR or something. Oh, like that's like what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not too familiar with it. I have yeah. seen it done, uh, actually, when I was in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, when I was rotating in medical school, I remember seeing it being done. 
Um, but I haven't seen her practice so much here, but it's okay. interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not aware of um, any research, so I don't want to speak about it yeah. if I don't know. It's sort of like a self-hypnosis in a way, I guess. Yeah. But you're like repeating a, a mantra to yourself, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. It's like a positive affirmation and you're like, mm-hmm. and by tapping yourself, you're making yourself more in the moment. This is what I've been yeah. told by someone who does it. <laughs> you're so, more aware than yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And cause yeah. someone, yeah, someone I know does it. And then at one point someone's like, why don't you try this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, so I looked it up cause I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so far in your training, it's been a year? Oh, I've been doing it for three years. Three years, okay. Yeah, you have my... one year left. One year left, yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say is the most surprising thing that you learned or encountered? Um, hmm. You can take a moment to think yeah. if you need to. <laughs> surprising. Um. Or just like, oh, wow, I never thought that. Or I never saw that coming, or... I think the clients that I've worked with have taught me a lot more about myself mm. than I would have anticipated or thought. And um, I think in a way, to treat them better, to treat people better, you really have to know yourself. Totally. Um, so I think <laughs> this work truly um, makes you sit and reflect on yourself in many ways. Yeah. and. Um, you go through many different, um, many different times where you're like, you know, I hope I'm doing a good job. I hope I'm helping people. I hope I'm not impacting them in a negative way. What can I do to be better? And, and then you also learn to be kind to yourself too. Mm, Yeah. Um, because you realize like your clients are taking care of themselves and you should also take care of yourself and take that time. So, um, I think a lot of it has also been boundary setting. Like, mm-hmm. at what point do I uh, say I need to, in order to take care of you, I also need to take care of myself. And yeah. um, that's also been hard, right? Especially yeah. when you care a lot about people, you spend a lot more time. You you want to do as much as you can, but you also like for your own and your patient's well-being or clients. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think that would be hard for me not to, like, care too much or, like, yeah, be texting late at night. Are you okay? Yeah. 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 Setting that boundary. Yeah. Definitely. So. Um, Interesting. Uh, A therapist I know, I'm not sure what type she is, Mm -hmm. but she mentioned that in college... They actually um, had them go through a lot of stuff uh, working on themselves Mm -hmm. in order to uh, fully grasp everything. And she said it was very, like, um, life-changing and emotional just because you had to get... You had to work on the, these things in yourself in order mm-hmm. to like move to the ne- move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of doing that now in training. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we process together uh, the residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, together like sit and process like what's going on like what's the dynamic like mm-hmm. um, how people are doing individually so I think it's been it's been really rewarding and I, I would never or I don't think I could look back and say I want to do something else yeah I don't think I could do that yeah I don't know what else I would do <laughs> but uh you put a lot of time into this yeah so you can't go back now right yeah <laughs> uh yeah um, what is, like, one of the most annoying questions people always ask you? Are you psychoanalyzing me right now? Uh, <laughs> and you're like, yes, but am I going to tell you that? <laughs> uh, and the answer is no. I, I want to I separate myself as much as possible. Um, I'm a human being, like, with... Yeah anything else you live a separate life I don't want to sit there and think about like our interaction and yeah. am I <laughs> yeah because it's a totally different um relationship like yeah. a therapist a client patient mm-hmm. relationship is completely different from like hey you know let's let's have a mutual like normal interaction and (laughs) like I'll tell you about me you tell me about you we'll laugh about it and have a good night like that's completely different um a lot of times I don't disclose uh unless I feel like it's powerful or something that would be worthwhile yeah um so it's a one-sided relationship versus yeah totally yeah um uh and we met at a comedy show yeah so you clearly like laughing yeah like comedy yes yes. um are you able to use humor at all in treatment so that's that's a really good question and I and I truly feel like it's been incredibly beneficial uh in uh, some of the sessions I've had but it's also very important to be incredibly cautious right um and I think you have to know the person fairly well. Yeah. And um, if it is something upsetting, of course, this is a safe space to, like, process it. Like, you know, yeah. is it upsetting? Like, um, I haven't had that problem, but if I do use humor, it's always incredibly light or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, and, and very um, well thought out. And I think mm-hmm. I'm very cautious in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I have used it, it's been wonderful. Okay. Especially when dealing with something troubling or terrible. Yeah. And there is such a thing as laughter therapy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yes. <laughs> or, so, yeah. Or maybe it was like there was this meditation class that I did. Mm-hmm. And one of the exercises mm-hmm. involved us just laughing. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Just like, all right, everyone just start laughing. <laughs> And it was like, <laughs> you're just so awkward. Yeah. But once you're doing it, you're like, oh, this feels good, even mm-hmm. though like it kind of started from a fake place. Right. You start laughing because of how silly it is and how yeah. stupid you feel, and then other mm-hmm. people look silly, and then so you start laughing about that, and then it becomes a real laugh. Right. right. Um, it's uh, very weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so after this year, one more year, mm-hmm. do you think you will stay working in hospitals where do you go from here oh okay uh so from here there's so many things you can do yeah um you can do part-time work you can work in a part of the hospital you can build your own private practice um 
you can do so many different things. A lot of people do fellowships. Mm. Um, and some people go into psychoanalytic training. Mm. So yeah. they start working either on an inpatient unit or have their own private practice, but then also do psychoanalytic work. And you usually get your own psychoanalyst mm-hmm. uh, and you take classes. And um, it's a year four to eight years depending on if you do it wow uh full full time or part time so uh, many different avenues you can do yeah um you can specialize in um consult liaison which is basically going um to the medical floors and helping the teams decide like how do you treat someone who's psychotic on the inpatient unit Mm. or agitated or did someone have capacity to accept or refuse uh treatment so Mm. uh many many different avenues yeah yeah um and mental health is huge and um it's nice that people are finally catching on Mm -hmm. um that this is like a big deal um because mental health affects physical health Mm -hmm. and i mean it's all intertwined Mm -hmm. um what would you say the most uh misconception is about seeking out uh psychiatry uh treatment uh medication, all of that. What would you say is the biggest misconception? Oh, wow. I think that's hard to say. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think there's so many misconceptions. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Maybe top. Top. Top uh, three. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um I think that, you know, um, we just want to give you medication and that's it. Mm, um, which, you know, I, I mean, it depends. I, it's a hard question because I think it really depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Very dependent. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a misconception that I, I feel like, no, I'm not here just for that. I'm here for many other things, or that's why I'm doing this is uh, yeah. for many other uh, reasons. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you just wanted to hand out pills, you could be a pharmacist. Yeah. <laughs> Way or less in, school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the thing I hear the most is, um, well, I'm not crazy, so... Why would I go to a therapist? You know, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, I'm not that bad. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, just like only emotional people mm-hmm. have to do that. It's like, yeah. it's, no. I think everyone should <laughs> yeah. go to therapy. Yeah. At least, like, maybe there's like a, there can be... A, mo- a moment where all like teenagers go through like 10 sessions of therapy and then they n- can figure their <laughs> hormones out <laughs> yeah yeah uh i get what you're saying in terms of like people who are like oh you know you have to be really bad to do this you have to yeah. be sick like yeah uh, the reality is i i think people who say that 
may be struggling themselves, maybe not, right? But uh, it's a kind of way of uncertainty is incredibly hard. Mm. Um, and I think that's why um, my profession is difficult and there's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of fear and pe- things that are unknown. Yeah. And I don't blame people for reacting in that way. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand with fear, with the uncertainty, you react in certain ways. And that makes sense that people react in that way, right? So if they can mm-hmm. have that emotion, then it's okay, right? Yeah. You got to validate okay that too. It's okay to feel that way. <laughs> but you will learn <laughs> by listening to this podcast. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything else you think people need to know about the process <laughs> about the learning, about what it means. What is a um, psychiatrist-client relationship? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I've missed? <laughs> um, I think you covered. I th- you covered a lot. I did cover a lot. Yeah. I'm just like, how do I? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, um. You've really covered a lot. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I think it's... I love what I do. I, I think it's wonderful. I've seen a lot of good things come from it uh, for people who seek help. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to know that you're not alone in wanting uh, someone there to uh, be there with you through... Um, whatever you're going on, or whatever's going on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay to to have these feelings, to feel like maybe I need help, or maybe I don't, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I guess that's oh. what I want to say, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you could, could you technically go to any hospital, mm-hmm. major hospital, and mm-hmm. be like, hi, I need to talk to a therapist mm. of some sort, mm-hmm. a counselor of some sort. So in terms of finding someone, it's a little bit more difficult, right? Yeah. But I think most therapists actually have an online profile. If they yeah. do. Psychology uh, Today or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's wonderful ways you can search by your insurance or uh, by what you're interested in, what type of therapy you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that may be a great starting point because if usually at the hospital it's people who are in crisis right who end up going through the hospital system in that way Mm -hmm. um but if you're just looking for a therapist honestly a good uh google search uh is pretty sufficient in many ways right and uh i think it's wonderful because you can kind of pick what you're feeling or like what really resonates with you Mm -hmm. so yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for answering all my questions. Yeah, thank I know you so it's much. Like, uh, extra test. I don't know. Maybe this can be your thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you even do at the end. I have no idea. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Camila. It's great Yay. to see you. <laughs>